You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Local voices, local conversations. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com and the iconic and often bucolic Napa Valley. Things like veterans' needs, PTSD, and wars far, far away often seem like a disconnect. Well, most of you can tell the number of bricks required for harvest. Few know the recovery time for soldiers coming back from combat. Up until a few weeks ago, Pathway Home provided a safe haven for those veterans in need. But because of individual needs and financial realities, its residential program is closing, at least for now. We're going to talk about that with the president of the board of Pathway Home, Dorothy Salmon, who's been kind enough to join us here in studio. Dorothy, thanks so much for coming in. We are not closing. Well, that's what I want to talk about. Yes, we are taking a brief time to really um, take a very hard look at what have we done over the last almost eight years that's worked, how do we document that, and how do we go forward with real, um, uh, with really great ideas that are sustainable financially and programmatically. So, You want to know the history? Yes, I want to go back a little bit and talk a little bit about what the mission of Pathway Home is right? and a little bit about how it got started and how it got to where it is today. You got it. Um, Almost, well, actually, eight years ago, a Vietnam vet hedge fund guy before the crash made lots of money and was determined to help this generation of veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan, from the wars, find the help that they needed for PTSD because he knew that he didn't want to see what happened in Vietnam happen to these guys. And for your listeners, when you think about combat time for most wars, during World War II, the average time that a soldier spent in combat was about 45 days. It was a little longer in Vietnam, and it's a 1,000 days for these guys. They do two and three and sometimes four tours. We have a voluntary military, as you know. So this wonderful guy, philanthropist, put about $20 million into several programs to help veterans. And one of them was housed at the Tides Foundation, and that was the Pathway Home. And suddenly there was $5.3 million that would be spent on a program to help veterans returning from these wars with post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury. At the time, the uh, hospital administrator at the Yauntville Veterans Home, Marcella McCormick, said, wow, we can house this program. That's where the state came in, where the California Department Mm -hmm. of Veterans Affairs came in. And they found an administrator, Fred Guzman, who had left the Palo Alto VA and had a long history of working with post-traumatic stress. Fred moved into Madison Hall on the grounds of the California Department of Veterans Affairs and started the Pathway Home along with other very talented therapists and the community. That $5.3 million grant ran out in a little less than three years and the Tides Foundation that was administering Uh the grant said, you guys better figure out some fundraising if you want to keep this alive. 
And just for context for the whole $20 million that was given by one philanthropist, all those programs, the other programs lasted for a while and then they folded because of financial needs. And this one is still alive largely because, well, actually completely because of the Napa Valley community and the generosity and the Rotary Clubs and the Kiwanis Clubs and all the people who support it. So when the money started to run out, um, the community jumped in and started raising the money to keep this program alive. There were grants out there from various foundations, but the focus really was on the community and not just the community financial stability, but the community interaction and reintegration of these mm -hmm. guys. The Rotary Club, my beloved noon Rotary Club, went bowling every Monday night with these guys. And the bowlers were sometimes the last suspect you would think of. Barbara Nemco never missed a bowling with these guys. The superintendent, county superintendent of education of schools here, um, Barbara was bowling, Steve Orndorff was bowling, a lot of, uh, Kent Gardella from Napa Valley Jewelers went bowling with these guys. And the community embraced these patients with severe post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury. How many guys went through the program? Over 400. Over? But it's a very expensive clinical program. The cost, the, the true cost to run the program at full speed is about a million five a year. Even uh, scaling it down a bit is a million two a year. And 70% of the patients that came to us came from the VA. And since you know me well and know that I oftentimes raise my hand to be a fundraiser, many of the wonderful local larger fundraisers in the Valley would say to me, love the program, I go to graduation, I get it, but I'm a little confused. If the VA is sending you these guys, how come I'm paying for it? Right. Good question. And why, well, let me ask you first, before we talk about the cost of it, Right. Is there a similar program inside the VA? Was this program unique in ways that, that were different from what the VA does with these guys? Yes. Yes, absolutely yes. Number one, um, the VA's programs are shorter. They're more outpatient-focused. Jeff comes in, he sees a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and oftentimes, especially the guys... Uh, from our, our younger veterans. If, if they come to see Jeff Sheckman, psychologist, and he looks at them and goes, uh, uh, hi, uh, Dave, Dave's not coming back. Right. You know, if, if there's no personal connection, and this program lasted for four months, and it was intensive, and it, we reintegrated these guys back into the Napa community. And for many of our patients, uh, Napa Valley and Rotarians and the people that helped these guys, many times it was the first experience they ever had of unconditional love. 
Why isn't this program being replicated inside the VA, being used as a best practices example and being adopted by the VA? That's where we're going, Jeff. Um, You know, poor uh, Shinseki and now Robert McDonald, um, they're being expected to basically be in a canoe and turn a battleship around, you know, and the VA is a very large bureaucratic organization that really tries to do the right thing, but it's very hard in large bureaucracies. And they have some programs that are very successful. The Aspire program in San Diego, there's a fabulous program like this in Cincinnati, but there aren't enough of them. And right now, that our executive director is retiring to take care of his mother and we have an opportunity to bring in some fabulous people which we have now to really take a hard look at the program what we're doing now is saying here's what the pathway home did here's who we are here's who we need to be and here's what you need to do to partner with us federal VA, state of California, departments of veterans affairs, and many nonprofits that are saying, oh boy, now we have a chance to jump in and do it right. And some of the people creating Pathway Home 2.0 are the former patients Uh saying this is what worked. To what extent is the state going to do anything more, or do you want the state to do more than providing the facility, which is what they're doing now at the uh, Veterans Home in Yountville? Well, um, again, the state of California is taking a look at what is the California Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, They have functioned, for the most part, as nursing homes. And when you look at the fact that, sadly, we aren't going to have any World War II veterans left in 10 years, and the Korean War veterans are going away, and many of the Vietnam veterans are being turned away because they have some pretty serious mental health issues that have never been addressed by the VA in 50 years. Mm -hmm. So the California Department of Veterans Affairs is at a point of inflection, very much like the federal VA, where they're saying, what works? And here we have a 40-bed facility that they've been generous with for eight years that's been pretty much paid for and staffed and furnished by the community by various grants. And here's the federal government and the VA in particular, the San Francisco VA, with amazingly talented therapists. They don't have enough facilities. The 400 or so guys that have gone through the program, are they from this community? Are they from the Bay Area, the North Bay Area? Where are they from by and large? They have been, certainly in uh, the very beginning of the program, we were taking them from all over the United States. They came from all over the United States, but as an example, just dealing with California veterans, we have 30,000 coming back this year alone. And the rough estimate for how many of them are going to have post-traumatic stress is at the low end, 15%. At the high end, probably 30. 
And when you consider that with a voluntary military, we're asking these guys to re-up and re-up, um, no one can be in Afghanistan or Iraq for a thousand days and not be severely affected. You and I wouldn't make it for 15 minutes. <laughs> Is there a baseline of severity to the PTSD to be admitted to the program? Is, is it open to anybody that wants to be in it, or does it really require those that, that really have severe conditions? It has been really uh, focused on the most severe cases and the, the cases that the VA hasn't been able to deal with. But again, the VA has the capability to do this. Um, you know, it's shifting the focus. It's really what the original grant was meant to do was to create a training program and a pattern that we could take to other VAs, to other veteran-serving organizations, and say, here's how you do it. We are at the perfect place where we now have people in place to do that, to say, let's look at this and let's put together a plan which we will have the first part of it done by October 5th that says, here's what we do that's really great. Here's what the need is. Here's what the costs are. Here's who the partners are. Here's what we need to do politically to make this happen. While the residential part of the program is, is not operating now, we'll be, is it still operating on an outpatient basis? Yes, yes. Yes, we still have therapists there. We are making sure that when people call, they know where to go. Uh, again, we just really found out that the executive director would not be there uh, any longer as of this week. So we're scrambling to really put all the pieces together, but the, the staff that we have is remarkable. And they're totally dedicated to these guys. In the last graduating class, um, just as I'm pulling into your parking lot, I'm getting a four-page email from one of the recent graduates who graduated Thursday and is saying, here are the things that I want to help you do. Here are the things that you ought to do. Here are the people you ought to call. Um, amazing things. I spent two and a half hours today with a remarkable psychologist who works with all of our guys as they graduate out of the program. He's excited. Uh, I got calls from generals that are excited. Uh, it's, it's been amazing. Now that we've opened the door and said, we need to go to Pathway Home 2.0, but it needs to be sustainable. We need reimbursable insurance, which we haven't had, which we could. Uh, we need the VA to say, these are our guys. And if we can do a smaller program that's documented with research, if we're partnered with UCSF and Cal and the San Francisco VA, and we can create a model for how we do take this to other veteran-serving organizations, that's where we are. And talk a little bit about how that's going to proceed at this point. How large is the board? Is there a search for another executive director? What, what, what are the next steps at this point? Well, right now, um, the board is John Dunbar, 
the mayor of Yontville, Dick Marr, a fabulous former Marine tough guy who's put a bunch of winery deals together over the years and totally dedicated to these guys. Kate Burquist, who lives in Calistoga and worked in New York in the uh, high-end fashion industry, very smart. Jane Levico out of San Francisco, who's the vice president of philanthropy for the Rockefeller Foundation. Bruce McCall, a local physical therapist whose son went through the program. And me. And uh, Charlie Rose, a fabulous attorney who passed away, was on the board. Um, And what we're doing right now is really taking a look at the various programs that could fit right in. And we're looking at the federal government and the state government that both want to do this, that both are responsible for these programs, along with several fabulous nonprofits that want to join in, and other programs. There's one in Cincinnati that's amazing. And we're taking our time to really finish the report, again, October 5th, and then go on to here are our options, because clearly the best thing we could do would be to take the best clinicians out there and put them into the state facility and help train the state clinicians, the psychiatrists and the psychologists, on how they're going to treat these guys that they're going to get in the future. It sounds like this is a a long-term project. This is not something that's going to get solved, particularly given you're dealing with the federal government, the VA, the state veterans administration. This is something that's going to take a long time. Well, we're hoping it won't. I mean, again, I think that the uh, negative press out of the New York Times this week about the VA VA, and their treatment, um, I believe that we are at a perfect juncture to say, it's all there for you guys. We are ready to have, you've got fabulous therapists that know how to do this, but we need to break out of the structured mold that the VA has done that sometimes doesn't work. The California Veterans Authority. Here we've got this fabulous building in this beautiful space on the Yachtville campus, Mm -hmm. and they know they're going to move into that into the future. They're going to need to put more mental health care in there. It's the perfect juncture. It is the perfect juncture, and we're all hoping we can do this faster and we still have therapists up there to deal with these guys. But and we there's are a hoping, therapist and clinicians that are already on the staff up Already there. on the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't ever impress people as somebody likes going slow. So, um, you know, we're hopeful. We're, we're all working very hard. I mean, I've, this board is cranking at it. And I will tell you that all of our elected representatives are very helpful, really trying to make this work. So in many ways, we have the facility, we have the therapists, we have amazing people that are documenting, here's what works best. We know many of the things that we did at Pathway are really good. Most of them are amazing, and they should have been done a long time ago. We're now almost at that political juncture, and we're in an election year. That's a good thing and a bad thing. That's a good thing and a bad thing. But um, 
you know, it, it, you and I both know that when things seem so logical, hey, you know, you got this guy that has this, you got this guy that has that, put them together and you're done. That That's never easy with government, right. but we are trying to do that and we have some wonderful nonprofit and philanthropy partners that also want to do it. So it's really at a point where it's for us to document everything that we frankly didn't do all these years because we were too busy making sure that our patients were cared for. Now we have the opportunity to still care for the patients, make sure they have a place to go, make sure that they know that we're still there on a little bit more limited basis, but go forward taking the time to do it right to take the program to 2.0. How'd you get involved in it? How, how long have you known me? <laughs> um, a, I'm a Rotarian, and uh, Gary Rose and Tim Cooney and our whole Rotary Club put together the Rotary Ride for Veterans, Cycle mm -hmm. for Sight. Right. Steve Orndorff, bless his heart, really is the guy that made this happen. Um, Vietnam era guy in our Rotary Club found out about Pathway Home, said we should be supporting this. Gary Rose who is an amazing organizer, said, let's do a cycling event. Let's raise a bunch of money. And then all heads turned and they said, well, who's going to go out and ask people for money? And that was me. You raised your hand. I raised my hand. And um, so many of us, John Dunbar and I, uh, and Tim Cooney and Steve Orndorff and a whole bunch of us, helped Pathway Home when it was under the Tides Foundation, mm -hmm. which it was under until 2013. So we were all volunteers, advisors, helping right. raise money, keeping it alive after it ran out of money. And then we then it all fell on your sh on the shoulders of the whole group to, <laughs> of the to whole keep group it alive. to keep it alive. And in all honesty, you know, I have two sons that didn't have to serve that have wonderful lives and are very successful and have beautiful families and um, 1% of our population is fighting in this war, and that's not fair. And I came to believe as I got to know more about the Pathway Home, and now, of course, I've read 13 studies on residential treatment centers. I've been to most of the VAs in our Bay Area talking to therapists, meeting everybody I can. Um, we had a dynamic woman who is uh, an expert in post-traumatic stress out of San Diego spend a whole day with 50 of us saying, here's what you need to do. At this point in time, I am absolutely dedicated to we're going to make this work. I mean, we are going to make this work. I'll probably look like I'm 90 by the time we get there, but um, the whole community wants to make it work. It's not just me. I mean, it's it, it, it's remarkable how everyone has joined in. Well, I hope you'll come back and, and give us an update in uh, six months. Uh, well, let's, let's hope it's three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we're excited. It's, you know, I would love to give you an update. And we've got lots of exciting things out there, but there ain't no fat lady singing yet. And until, I mean, you know what it's like working, especially in government, till you have that memorandum of understanding signed. But and, and even then. <laughs> and even then. But tremendous empathy, tremendous, uh, real wonderful 
people that are working with us that uh, I get at least two calls a day saying, how can I help? I know this guy. I know this funder. I know this general. I know this guy. I'm close to, you know, everybody in D.C. and in the Department of Defense. And so people know it's necessary. We have, I think, a perfect storm model to make it work. But we need everybody's partnership. Well, I thank you so much for coming in and bringing us up to date with the whole uh, the whole story here. The whole story. So thanks, guys. Um, stay tuned. And if, if people want to help, if they want to do anything, if they want to find out more, if they want to contribute in some way, what should they do? Well, we still have our website, www.thepathwayhome.org. And uh, we are there uh, Monday through Thursday. And um, you can... Certainly email me, d5847y at aol.com. Certainly, uh, I was at the Evening Rotary Club last night telling Mm -hmm. them what's going on. We had a very successful golf tournament on Monday telling 144 players what's going on. I'll be at the Board of Realtors tomorrow night telling them what's going on. Um, So just people can call you and you can tell them how to get a hold of me. We'll put it up on the site with the, put it up on, our conversation. Uh, on the site. So thanks, Jeff. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com, Napa Valley Radio, for the way we live now.